0: Hello and welcome to Talkin' Baseball. Is it the last Recap Friday? Phillies, what is you doing? The whole NL East is up for grabs. More Shohei. Let's get it. Players own oh, no. Hello and welcome back to Talking Baseball. Myself, Trevor Plouffe, VBD on the ones and twos. Friday, September 30th, the last day of September. Which to baseball fans, that only means one thing. Well, October's here. I guess that means the same to the rest of society. But playoffs, um, Trev... I'm juiced up. You saw I came in hot today outfit-wise. I've got got my Oswaldo Cabrera necklace. Uh, I had the hater blockers on. I'll be in the ballpark hoping to see Aaron Judge's 62 home run tonight as we finish off these playoff races, which have been a little uh, come see, come saw. BBD bleeped that out. Uh, But with the Brewers making something out of it or the Phillies making something out of it in the NL wildcard and the whole NL East basically being up for grabs this weekend in Atlanta, who luckily, and if we have people listening who are affected by it, uh, the hurricane, I, I mean, it was a real one. It was a real one. And that gets scary. And it was looking like it was going to hit Atlanta. It's, it's not going to go there anymore. So we'll get that. But, uh, trev getting nasty in Calabassi. how are you my good man
1: i'm doing well you did come in hot you had the shades on i came in i'm looking good but yeah. i had like a soy protein protein shake not you know it's like look how little it looks in my hand i didn't look great so i asked you do i need to change yeah and then you've toned it down for the episode. So I appreciate that. Uh, but in all seriousness, I, I do want to send our well wishes out to the the Gulf side of Florida. Um, I spent many, many a days out there uh, along Fort Myers Beach, at the Lanikai, Kai, along the pier there. And all that stuff is devastated and gone. Um, so, you know, I don't know. We'll look for some donation links. We'll put them in the, in the description down here. But uh, our, our best wishes out there, hopefully um everyone staying as safe as possible. It's a big deal, man.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's crazy. Mike Mike Trout tweeting about it cuz he loves the weather. Um and he said that in his tweet. So yeah, we we've got that craziness going going on uh all our Florida people and everyone else. I think South Carolina's next. Wishing you the best and hopefully maybe you can be distracted by some early playoff baseball and there's a lot of Big topics this episode Red Sox fans, I'd love to talk to you about Tristan Casas Maybe this offseason um, And maybe an Infuego. And a couple other of your favorite teams Might not get the big shout this episode But people, less than a week left We're doing this uh, And there are some big topics We gotta crunch And Trev mentioned looking good You know what else can make you look good How about some cuts? Mm. Fellas there's no one I know who has more style than professional athletes. Your thought on that statement, Trev.
1: I can it could go both ways. I've seen some pretty uh bad styled professional athletes.
0: And it's players Michael only Kedire on here. Comes to mind. Who?
1: Michael Kader comes to mind. Yeah,
0: Kid Cuddy mm. wasn't known for his swag. Um nope. Tyler O'Neill, though. Um and what a lot of these pro ball players are wearing now is cuts. I've read you the list. I'll do it again because these are real ones. Bryce Harper, Walker Bueller, Mariano Rivera. Goat. Goat emojis in the chat. Cuts. They've got their long sleeve Henley, short sleeve Kroonak. Find the shirt you like. Cuts has it. They're engineered to last and won't fall apart after a few Washes, join the hundreds of thousands of men who have already made the simple decision to elevate their wardrobe with cuts and you will get 15% off your first order at cutsclothing.com slash baseball. That's cuts, C-U-T-S, clothing.com slash baseball for 15% off the only shirt worth
2: wearing.
1: I see you guys wearing these all the time. You know what? Every time they have it on, I'm like, dude, he look jacked. And I know you're not jacked. So there's mm. something going on there as well. I guess cuts have a nice cut to them, if you will. Pun intended.
0: Felt like a pun intended. Yes.
1: Hey, let me say something before sure. we start. This right here, I'm in uniform. I don't know if you know that. I'm in uniform. You right look
0: now. so good and you're because... promoting
1: the company, yeah. Stop talking. Let me finish. It's playoff time. I'm in playoff mode. This is it. Playoff Lenny. Playoff Trev. Here we go. You know I never got to do it as a player, so you know on this side of the things, I'm ready to go. Playoffs is all I care about. From here on out, people. I'm sorry.
0: It's that time of year. That's what, you know, my whole entrance. Baseball. Playoff atmosphere,
1: too. I'm in for that. October.
0: Rocktober In Denver Uh BBD Let's do The National League I will bat lead off Powerful Aaron Judge leading off People are saying
1: Short King coming to the big leagues
0: My people We are starting out In Flushings Queens Where the Mets Played a two Gamer with the Marlins. They lose the first one, 6 4. That NLE's lead. What's happening? Some heroics in the second game every day. Five tool light. Eddie Escobar, how's your five RBIs putting the team on your back? Greg Jennings. They split two. Also, the highlight from this series. If you didn't see, Dick Wire called for three bucks. Well, that's baseball. Go check that out. Teaser, there might be a breakdown coming soon. In the National League East, the Atlanta Braves took two out of three from the Nats. Trev will tell you, respect your elders. And Bryce dropped it. Power sinkers. Power sinkers. It's here. It's off the table. Pitch Ninja, we'll talk about that a little bit. But the Nats, how important will this be in the coming weeks? They scrapped together a C.J. Abrams walk-off in the final game. Georgian native excited to do it against the Atlanta Bravos. Hey, Phillies, what did we say? Don't slip up. The one thing you can't do is slip up. They've gone and they've slipped up. They got swept by the Cubs. I texted in half. I said, nice catch, because he had a nice catch the other day. Cubs, 2-1-4-2. 2-0. Two, two, Where's your offense, Philly? Oh, no. The Cubs sweep the season series 6-0. Rob Thompson, Topper, says we got to keep the same approach every day. I don't know. We're running out of days. Might have to mix them up, Topper. Uh, Cubs sweep in Wrigley. Wow, Phillies Reddit is talking about their favorite Phillies collapses. Scary stuff in Philadelphia. The Padres and the Dodgers. The Dodgers, wooga, wooga, wooga. They are the boogeyman for the Padres. We told the Padres to get one, and they did. That first game, Jorge Alfaro. I wanted to finish the game. It's not a secret. I don't walk that much. (laughs) And he walks it off. How about that? 4-3, Padres, and then... Urias coming for that Cy Young. He drops it all over the all over the Padres. Dodgers, they are looking to figure out their playoff format. Some interesting lineup stuff with them in their outfield. We'll see how much Dodger chatter we get today. Brewers Cardinals. Cardinals clinch the first game. They're popping bottles of the ice getting slizzard, uh good times we love a celebration large nuke bar living his best life uh, on miles Michael's day and the brewers come back woodruff he brandon woodruff comes alive this time of year man he drops one brewers craig tember has kind of happened they are in the mix people giants they swept the Rockies. Might not mean much to you. They're back up to 500. I could see the Giants doing some sort of like, ah, oh, we haven't had a losing record in five years. Don't really care. Rodon shoves. Go get paid. My man <laughs> got Trev with that. And your favorite series of the, the weekend, Jack Sawinski. Miguel Andujar. Roll your R's when you Andujar. And Kevin Newman with the walk-off signal. Pirates sweep the Reds. What action it was. will dive heavy into that. And that's what happened
1: in the National League.
0: I'll snap for myself.
1: You're on fire, bro. I almost wish you had the shades on to block the haters out. Because no. you know what? They're always coming for you. That's what happens when you're on the top, Jake. I think I'll taste other dudes. I think the yeah. haters I think the haters come
0: out big if I throw on those shades. Um the standings. My boy Jake. And what's important in this National League race, the New York Mets and the Atlanta Braves are separated by one game. The Mets 98 and 58. Man, if they win one in Atlanta. That would give them the tiebreaker. We're, we're going to talk about all of that. Atlanta's a game back. Philly, 14 and a half back in the division. They're chasing other things. The Cardinals clinch 90 win season, 90 and 66 as we stand here today. Milwaukee will get to you in the wild card. Dodgers, 108 in the bag. Okay, Franchise record. That's insane. Uh, Padres eighty six and seventy, and like I got Trev with the San Francisco Giants are at seventy eight and seventy eight. Not technically eliminated as we sit here today. Keep fighting the fight, Gabe Kapler and the boys. Now Longoria is going to be all over our Instagram. The wild card and what you need to know: the Atlanta Braves are locked and dialed in that spot unless they catch the Mets. The San Diego Padres are two and a half up on the Phillies. And the Phillies are a half game up on the Milwaukee Brewers. Phillies are 83-72 and 72 on a five-game losing streak. Come on, Phillies. While the Brew crew, they actually lost last night after splitting with the Cardinals. So, my boy Trev. We'll go, cron. And we'll go even east to west, I think. Let's talk some Mets. Uh, because they... Eddie Escobar and his performance, you may hear later in the show. Uh, what could be a massive season-saving win. I mean, let us we won't get fully dramatic, but incredible. Uh, the Balk series. I'll piggyback it. The Braves took down the Nats like we talked about. Elder with a great performance. Um, you know, some of the usual characters. Ronnie Acuna hitting casual bombs. This braves met series, we, I think we circled it at the start of the year. I think we circled it at the middle of the year. And we're circling it now. We're teeing off for three in Atlanta.
1: I'm mad that we're not allowed to talk about Eddie Escobar right now. You You got him for later in the show. I understand that. But a day after you lose to the Marlins... Cookie Carrasco has a tough start. The umpires try to give you the game by calling
0: three box (laughs) on Blyer. Free run.
1: You lose that game. And C. Rose and I did a segment on this. Is this next game like a must win? And we said it kind of is. And Eddie Escobar did it. I'll let you have that. Boy, do I want to talk about him uh this series is great braves had a chance to sweep the Nats. that would have been something you know in the 10th inning there of that last game they send up the top of their lineup with the runner on second base and they get nothing and cj abrams walk off knock i mean think about just how big that is man you have your guys up you come up empty-handed you lose the game you're one game back, but the wild card, I mean, excuse me, not the wild card, the tiebreaker is there for the Mets taken. And I'm just going to say this right now. It's essentially a two-game lead. Right. It's, these two teams are so evenly matched. This series coming up is going to be so awesome. Uh, but the season series already has been so evenly matched between these two teams. I don't see anybody sweeping anything. I just don't see that happening. Braves could win two out of three. Mets could win two out of three. I don't know. I don't see anybody sweeping. And if that happens, Mets have the tiebreaker and it becomes a much more insurmountable lead if they have that extra game. And there's six games left, people. And Travis, But this is, I mean, this is everything you asked for. It, everything is lined up. The horses are there. The pitching matchups. Did you say the pitching matchups yet? Because I, I will. I have not. I would love to hear you tell me the pitching matchups. Max Freed. One of the hottest guys in all of baseball. Sneaky hot. One of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Sneaky Going up good. against probably the best pitcher in baseball, Jacob DeGrom. The best. You guys like that? I love it. Fire
0: Do me up.
2: Like it.
1: Kyle Wright. Unsung hero of the Braves. Nobody talks about Kyle Wright. Really, Nin- nobody talks about Max Fried either.
0: 1999 Cy Young winner, Kyle Wright, if you look at the stats. 20 wins.
1: Oh, I was like, what? Yeah. And then you have Bassett versus Morton. And Mm -hmm. I like this talk about guys that you could just stick in the 1930s. And they're like, yeah, that works. Does that make any sense to you? (laughs) Bassett
0: and Morton are both like the guy who dates your ex after you and you pretend not to be pissy about it, but you're like, damn, like, I don't know
1: kind of tall like kind of nasty like um no they're great but i mean you've seen Bassett like kind of throw the ball he's got a little funk it looks like he could pitch in the 50s or the fucking 40s yeah. i don't know man and you know Charlie Morton has has pitched ah. in the 30s and 40s he's been around for that long Charlie Morton um yeah
0: it's lined up like a playoff series um you you listed the names i know i even i talked over Scherzer who's the most the highest decorated pitcher of that crew and you know, has an argument to be an all-time, like, starting five pitcher. Um, and I think the one thing I want to harp on before we really get into it, the Nats win in extra innings in that final game. The Metropolitans win in extra innings in that final game. That's like a two-game swap. If the Braves won and the Mets lost... We are approaching this weekend so differently. The Mets basically have to win one game. Because um, they do have the tiebreaker. If they win one, they need to win one this this weekend to have the tiebreaker. And then, even if the Braves take the next two, they'd be tied. But the Mets, you know, they'd be in the driver's seat. They control their own destiny. Uh, obviously, Mets fans are looking for more than that. But you talk about how much changed in those extra inning games against the Marlins and the Nats. Uh, if you're a Braves fan, I'd, I'd be circling that as like, we. Uh, I hope we don't regret that one. I hope we don't regret that one. Um,
1: the storylines are there. This series is going to be nuts. One of the bigger storylines to come out of this is the promotion of Francisco Alvarez by the New York Mets. He's their top prospect. He is a short king, people. He's listed at 5'10", which means he's 5'8". Yes. Okay? And he's built like Jake, like a box. He's got pop like Jake. He hits bombs. Okay? From all accounts, and I got to talk with a Mets fan this morning, he's going to come up in DH against lefties. He rakes lefties. Well, who's pitching tonight? Max Fried. Where are you going to be? Atlanta. What's going on? Oh, just a postseason like series for the division. Welcome to the show, kid. I talked with Peter about this. Like, he thinks it's awesome and it's different nowadays with rookies coming up. It's like, hey, you're part of this. Come do your thing. Whereas when we came up, it was like, don't fuck it up type mentality. Wouldn't you – this is my question I asked Peter. I'm going to ask you this same thing. Wouldn't you, like, rather have just called this guy up, like, last week to, you know, get his feet wet a little bit before you stick him in the lion's den with Max Fried, who's stunningly good-looking on the mound? Right. It
0: – it's really tricky. So, A, I want to see how they deploy him, like you said. If it's, if it's truly he is there lefty platoon DH, because I think Darren Ruff has struggled for them, and that's who he was supposed to be when he came over, then I don't have as much of a qualm with it. Because it's... I, I call this the, the Storielli call-up, because it's the weird mix between desperate and cool. Um, If this kid comes up, and he's nails, and he plays great, like, Wow. What, what a boost and what a cool thing you've done. If he does come up and he has a, a bad couple baseball games, which any player can do, Prime Barry Bonds had a couple bad days. Never mind any rookie, even though it's a top 10 prospect. If you don't know um, Francisco Alvarez, top 10 prospect in baseball, like Trev said, listed 5'10", 233. So we're probably talking 5'8", 255. <laughs> On the Storielli <laughs> LA meter. <laughs> um, some of the clips are badass. He is 20 years old. He cannot legally drink. Get ready for that if he ends up on the Mets playoff roster. Um, and, Trev, I, I thought what was interesting, he's mauled lefties. Uh, he's one dotted versus lefties uh, this year in the minors. So, okay, I can be talked into that. The other thing that I thought was really important, and I've Baseball reference, for those of you who are baseball nuts like us, and you all are, you listen to this. Baseball reference, when you go on the minor league players' pages, they now have splits that you could check out their game logs, you could check out their last month, you could check out their last seven days. And I think it's really important because Francisco Alvarez's stats in AAA this year won't blow you away. And I was a little worried at first. But his... Because, again, that desperate, is it a desperate move by the Mets? His last 28 days, this kid, 362, 483, a 1.079. So, I think he struggled a little bit early in AAA. I think the light bulb started to go off. And, hey, if you've got the button to press, why not press the button? I'm excited, but, whoa, Nelly, you want to talk about some Is it unfair to put the kid in that spot, Max Freed? Like, think about everything you just said, Trev.
1: I don't know. It's wild. You know, so his manager there, uh, I think it's Syracuse, is a former manager of mine, Kevin Bowles. I had Kevin Mm -hmm. for a couple different years in the minor leagues, and some of his quotes about him were like, he knows how good he is. Right. But it's the rare combination of, I'm this good with the work ethic he said that is kind of what has separated uh francisco in his mind and will give him the the ability to come up here and have this success and why they're not scared to do this is because the guy is like he has that confidence that you need but he also pairs it with the work ethic You, you know i hate the false bravado you know when teams try to have a moniker at the beginning of the season i always tell people hey man it's hard to have that thing all year long. Certain guys like Francisco uh are, are built to have that confidence and to come up in these situations. This is what Kevin Bowles is saying about this guy. We'll see if it actually comes true. But it sounds like to me he's like an impact bat. You know, they brought in rough to be their guy against lefties, he's struggled. That's the bottom line. So they're looking to get some, you know, some offense there from that DH position. And it'd be awesome to see him go off in these couple of days and earn a postseason spot. I don't know if this is an audition, if, if he's just going to be on the roster. Like that's kind of weird to have such a small sample size dictate if you make the freaking playoff roster or not, but it kind of seems like that's the way it is, right?
0: Yeah. And I, I guess, I'm glad you had that tidbit about him being the left first lefty DH because, you know, James McCann they brought in. He, he hasn't hit much in his time with the New York Mets. Um, and you hope the kid makes us have fun conversations, right? Like, if he comes up and he is special, which he's supposed to be, if we could start having some Mets playoff conversations, do you put the kid behind the dish? Do they... Do they put him behind the dish late in the game? I mean, that gets crazy. I'd I'd almost rather tell him, "Hey, you're starting, kid," and then go to McCann late. I hope he opens up those conversations because that would be incredible. I don't I don't think he might not get there.
1: I don't think he catches from everything that I've read, and like I said, I talked to some Mets fans. uh, You know, we got some Mets fans in the chat. Let me know if I'm wrong here, but. I think he's primarily coming up, not primarily like strictly coming up to be a bat against lefties. And if he earns extra bats, maybe we have him as a a permanent DH. But I don't think he gets behind the plate. You can't. You can't learn the pitchers, man. you, you right. That's that's too too much too late. And for Buck, this guy.
0: Buck Showalter, I I doubt he would do that. So, um, I don't know. It, it's a fun wrinkle and. Trev, I think you were looking for an answer. I, I, I unfortunately think it's a play the result, and which is so unfair to this kid. I mean, if if he gets a hit against Max Freed, that's unreal, you know? That's all he has
1: to, Is that all he has to do, just like get one knock and you're golden? And then what? Rose, or Peter and I talked about it this morning. We're like, okay, what does he got to do to earn that next start? And we're like, go pump one off of Freed. I mean, that's basically what you have to do.
0: Or, hey, kid, here's... Here's A.J. Minter and Tyler Matzik, who just, you know, basically locked up a World Series for the Braves. Why don't you pinch hit against them?
1: It seems like that would be, like, the what they're probably going to do. We'll start tonight. He might get pinch hit for later by Vogelbach if there's, right. you know, a harsh right-right. I don't know. That's that's a possibility. He probably doesn't start tomorrow because Kyle Wright, and then maybe, yeah, you do save him to come off the bench against those guys late in the game. I mean, that's seems like the most likely scenario, I don't know if Buck just wants to throw him in there and say, hey, get a bunch of a bats right, right. now. Right. We'll see.
0: It's uh as a storyline fan, I love it. Yes. I
1: I just Short King
0: fan. I don't I don't fully know what it means. Seems like he's got that story really swag to him. I think I might have seen a cat scratch on the eyebrows. Uh and yeah, I've I've you know it's easy when you only see the highlights, but the highlights of him catching Big Boy homers are big boy homers. So uh hopefully it's the cherry on the top for the Mets season and on Monday we're talking about them and how strong their year was or you know we could be sitting here on Monday saying it's uh oh season. So uh should be fantastic baseball. I I think if your team is out of it, I I might enthuse you to go click over. I I'm probably going to be clicking over uh if I'm going to be honest with you. Um and again, Eddie Escobar talk coming. And Ronnie Acuna, did you see the homers, Trev? I, I, just so violent. Um, his, his year overall numbers aren't there. I, they're so They few- all reset,
1: bro, in the playoffs. That's the beauty exactly. of it, man.
0: Exactly. Um, there's something about when he does it, man. It's just like, Mike, he hurts he's baseballs.
1: Got, well, he's got a beautiful swing. It's a, it's a, it's a combination of like elegance with brutality. Like it's, mm. it's so smooth. And you know, when you watch a Tiger Woods golf swing, you're like, Oh shit. Like that's what a golf swing supposed to look like. I feel like you get that with Ronnie Acuna when he's on, you get that. like oh, that's what a proper baseball swing looks like. Mike Trout has that too. His is like, it's so efficient but sometimes I don't think it's as pretty as some other ones. Do you know what I mean with that? Yes. Like Mike Shott is just like the most efficient swing in baseball. Like he generates the most power. It's the best bat path. It's so direct. But there's something about you know the way guys finish with the one hand and everything that I think adds a little bit of beauty to the swing. It might not be the best for your swing. Um, but I think there's a little bit of difference.
0: I think people get that. Trout does not have the prettiest of swings, which is funny because of how good he is. But um, it works. Sure as, sure as heck works. Um, that's your Braves, Nats. I think the Philadelphia Phillies, Trevor. Uh, we should keep it out east.
1: What's up? Give it to him. What is you doing, baby? Phillies. Five L's in a row. Swept by the Cubs throughout the season in a time where you needed just to win a few games here. And I can give another what is you doing, baby, to the Brewers who like, yeah, they've closed the gap, but they could have pounced. They could have been up two or three games by now with the way Philly has been playing in September. And they just have not done it. It's actually made it, I said today earlier. I said I think I'm rooting for the Phillies to get into the playoffs over the Brewers because they've tried harder. I think they've went out and signed guys, they've made deadline moves, whatever it may be. And for some reason, I just really want to see Bryce Harper do his thing in the postseason. But neither of these teams is inspiring me right now to be like, "Hey, let's go get it!" Like they're just not. It's an uninspiring brand of ball, and like we can't. I mean, we're not going into this too much, but last night, what a heartbreak for the for the Brewers. Yeah. I mean, up to nothing. You bring Peralta in first time ever, not starting a game this year. You know he, he's not stretched out, so they put him in a high leverage situation. Gets into some trouble, one two heater, and Mini Miggy Abascal, man, yeah. fucking pumps him four two. And I watched the last the last inning, and I could just I had one. I think one walk and nothing else after that, man.
0: Former team. For Abisale. Uh It's,
1: yeah, man.
0: It's We are at the point of the season where those losses hurt two, three times as much. Because you're in the playoff race and they can, at the end of the day, one of these teams is going to be now devastated. We didn't know, the Brewers after the All-Star break started limping and it was kind of, oh boy. How much are they going to limp? When, do, when is it going to stop? Because it's baseball. It, the tide always turns, but how and when? They kind of they changed the tide, and, and they started going. The Phillies, we applauded them because they kept their head above water without Bryce. And then you kind of heard it in my voice when I saw they were finishing on this road trip, Who it should not have been daunting, cubs Nets and you got four against the Nets, you can still, you can make all of this go away. But then they finish with the Houston Astros who are lining up Erkitty, McCullers, and Verlander. I don't know. I don't know. The Phillies have the second longest playoff drought in baseball, I believe, to the Mariners. So when the Mariners clinch tonight or tomorrow, I think in theory, they'll have the longest. One of these teams is going to be heartbroken. Milwaukee has had recent success, and now that they're reeled in, they are at home versus Miami in Arizona. Um, I I got I almost have nothing. Trev, like it, the one of these teams is going to show us in the next couple days, and one of them's not. Like that's what what analysis can you really give?
1: There's not, And this is what I've said. I think the Phillies have a doubleheader today. And are they playing already? Has it started? They have a...
0: Yes, they're doubleheader today. I'm not sure if... And I yes. Home
1: Hoskins homered
0: already.
2: Up 1-0. Yep. Let's
1: go, Reese. I said that you can bank on a split today. It's just very hard to sweep a doubleheader. If you bank on a split today, that means these teams will be... are basically even going into today, I guess you could say. And then... The thing about it is, I believe Philly has the tiebreaker. Philly does. We well, do have the tiebreaker. We're I talking about. It's just it's it's going to come down to it. Like these, either one of these teams is going to be backing into the playoffs. They're not going to be rushing into the playoffs unless something crazy happens and they go on a little run here. Which Milwaukee basically has to do. Like at this point, now they have to play perfect baseball. I think they can afford maybe one more loss in these six games.
0: If you are the Philadelphia Phillies, here's the one thing I ask of you. Do not put your season on the line on the last day of the season versus Justin Verlander. That is the one thing I beg of you, Phillies, because I know how that story ends, and I don't think you want to know how that story ends.
1: And Dusty has come out and said he'll manage the game the right way. He'll play his guys because it means something in the race. That means something. You know, if you're Milwaukee, you're like, thank you, Dusty for that. But I don't know how much he's not going to manage it like a playoff game. You'll get Justin Verlander for five innings, flip it to the bullpen. They're not going to be making crazy moves, stuff like that. I mean, I don't know, man, it's, I don't I've said it before, I don't like the fucking no game one sixty three thing. I think I think I think we're gonna see this thing tied and the tiebreaker come in. That's just like the gut feeling that I have. And it's just gonna it's gonna be heartbreaking, like you said.
0: Phillies and Brewers, someone win us over. Um
1: There's a lot of chatter in our chat right now about the Giants can still do it because they do have the tiebreaker over both teams. Uh I don't know, man. Go Giants, go. Go Gabe Kapler.
0: Go Giants, go. Let's shock the world. You and the Orioles are the only two non-eliminated teams that we're not really going to deep dive on today, but happy for Gabe Kapler's merry bunch. Um, yeah, I mean, the the Cardinals clinch, good for them. They, they deserve handshakes and high fives. We kind of game out before, but again, how the actual day they pop bottles and celebrate is as fun of a get day as you get as a fan. I mean, some of the pictures and images, I know Newt Barr was going nuts. I know, you know, Yankee fans, Nestor was having beer poured down his pants, all the good stuff. Um, I just, if you got a, a minute to to give some love to the Cardinals on their season, I think they deserve it.
1: Well, I mean, essentially they became the bullies of that division when we didn't think that was really like kind of the dynamic there. We thought they were kind of neck and neck with the Brewers. I think for the most part, everyone thought the Brewers were going to be the better team this year. And it just – they had some guys there in St. Louis absolutely step up and just – I mean, what Goldie and Arenado have done, the young guys coming up, there's so many people you could mention because it really has been a team effort. You love some Tommy Edmund. We know that, Jake. And like I said, they just eventually became the bullies in that division. What, 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 what's their lead right now? They're up seven games on Milwaukee, yeah. dude. They pulled away with it. And it's exciting to see because I think that there isn't a super clear-cut favorite in these playoffs. I told Peter this morning I think the Astros have the best chance because I think they have the best chance to get to the World Series in my mind. But the Cardinals are well equipped to go win a World Series. And I think that's a really cool feeling to have as a fan base. If you're in St. Louis, like you're stoked, man. You're stoked on the acquisitions you made during the year. You're stoked that Jack Flaherty has come back and he's looked pretty damn good. Um they are poised. They have the storyline too. Jake Story Alley loves the storyline. Mm. They got the old guys, the swan song. It's all lining up, man. So, like I said, if you're a Cardinals fan, it's amazing right now for you. You can just make it
0: make sense, right? Uh, Waino's Waino. I mean, Helsley at the end of that bullpen. Gallegos has gotten it back on track. Um, and then, yeah, all, all the guys you know, Goldschmidt, Arenado. You know, you think Albert's not going to have a moment this postseason. I wouldn't bet against it. Uh, Lars new All Park. those
1: lefties. So with the Dodgers.
0: They uh. Congrats to the Cardinals. They ran away with a d- division that we didn't think would be a runaway, um, and they get to pop bottles and have a good time. Uh, friend of the pod, Katie Wu, with some some great coverage of that.
1: Um. Hey, the Padres haven't clinched, have they? They have
0: not technically clinched. They are two and a half up on the Phillies, so they're uh, three games up. We talked about a little bit they had to survive this Dodgers series uh, and they they won one game. they won the first game. They finish off at home against the White Sox and the Giants. Um, so I don't know. It felt a lot more daunting at the start of the year finishing with the White Sox and the Giants. Padres, please don't join the Phillies and have the conversation we just had.
1: I said they had to win one of these games against the Dodgers. They're going to be in the playoffs. I I stand by that. I mean, they're up three games with six to play. This is they're going to be in the playoffs. God, I, mean, I hope I didn't. I just didn't give them the kiss of death right there. The
0: White Sox are still them
1: lim- dead real quick, Trev.
0: The White Sox are still limping pretty hard, and I think when they play the Giants, their season may be maybe done. So, uh we'll see. I think our our bigger Padres check-in will probably be on Monday's Zep. Uh and for the Dodgers, some interesting things going on. Gonsolin uh expected to return Monday. Kid Vargas playing good in the outfield. Their outfield's a really interesting conversation between Taylor and Gallo and Belly and Thompson. They you know, uh but these are all side questions to a record-breaking season for them. So, uh Good, good for you, Dodgers. Again,
1: yet again. The, the Dodgers is like when your okay coach tells you to run, but he doesn't tell you how long you're going to run for, mm. and it seems like you've been running for a long time. And you, and then he finally says, "Okay, this is what you're doing," and it's like way longer. That's what the lineup feels like. You, it, you, you think you're going to get through it? You get through five or six people, and like, nope, it keeps going and going and going, and people beat you day in and day out. Different people in that lineup, different people in that bullpen. It's it's a never-ending cycle of good players, like well above average players. They're stacked.
0: Uh, Trev, you want to bring us through your American League,
1: my people. We are going to start out in one of my favorite cities, Toronto. The Yankees go in, and they take two of three. Blue Jays win the first game, 3-2 on the Vladi walk-off. This is my house, and that's true, it is. That is where you play your home games at, Vladi. I love it. It's awesome. It's setting up to be a big series, and then the Yankees take over. five-two-eight-three. They end up taking two of three. They end up clinching there. They end up hanging out in Vladdy's house, celebrating, drinking champagne. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Judge, it's number 61 in game three. 117 miles off the bat. Are you kidding me? Yankees are stacked. They're 17-7 in September. My goodness. After going 10-18 in August, way to go, Yanks. Snaps for you. Toronto also is in the playoffs. They clinched a playoff spot seeding up for grabs speaking of seeding moving on Rays at Guardians this one's actually as the playoffs stand right now this would be the matchup it would be in Cleveland and Cleveland just showed they can do it they win two out of three. Six-five Rays and extras in the first game before the Guardians won the next one two to one showing good tutelage winning in 10 while winning the next game two to one I just made that up on the spot how about it I watched some of these games bro Wow. It was Guardians baseball. They kept beating plays out to first base. Miles Straw, you are so fast. Stephen Kwan, you are so fast. They run the bases. Everything that people say about them and how pesky their offense is is damn true. They take two or three from the Rays in what could be a playoff matchup. Speaking of playoffs, the Mariners hosted the Rangers. They took two or three. Their magic number is one They can clinch tonight. We had a J.P. Crawford walk-off single. It went 5-0 Rangers before the Mariners did the damn thing. 3-1 and then 10-9. That last game was the J.P. Crawford walk-off. Everyone is saying they've been visualizing what it's like to clinch and they're going to end up doing it in the real world, which is also a simulation. So that's kind of like an inception point right there. Moving on, White Sox at the Twins. Twins playing some good ball. They're ready for it. No, they're ready for the offseason. They take 2-3. or three. We are going to mention a guy on the Twins later in the show. White Sox, you're dead to me. I wore a freaking paper bag over my head with your jersey on it yesterday because that's how you're making me feel. 4-0 Twins, 8-4 Twins before the White Sox won the last Giolito start. 4-3. Uh, in other news around the AL, the Orioles went into Boston, and Red Sox took three of four. Don't really care about this one. Red Sox, do it. Orioles, that kind of hurts you right there a little bit. 14-8, to eight, they won the first one before the Red Sox went 13-9, 3-1, 5-3. I believe we got one more, two more series that don't matter. A's at Angels, the Angels sweep, bout time. 4-3 Angels, 4-1 Angels, 4-2 Angels to show good fortitude. Shohei, almost throws a no-hitter. He's the best player in all of baseball, but somehow he's not going to win MVP. We'll talk about that a little bit in the last series. Royals at Tigers, Tigers sweep a little bit, too little, too late. 4-3 Tigers, and extra Harold Castro with the walk-off. Then it went 2-1 Tigers, 10-3 Tigers, and I'm Diffy, so I will do the interleague recap. D-backs at Astros. Jake Snakes versus my Astros. They split. 10-2 Astros in game one. 5-2 D-backs in extra innings. They went 10 there. Zach Gallon, another great start. Verlander matched him too. Your boy, show. Go ahead, RBI. Uh, and that's what happened in the rest of the week. Powerful stuff
0: as always, Trevor. In the American League, the wild card is a situation, but the East is won by my Yanks. They're ninety-six and uh, fifty-nine. Really strong year for them. I know we had a scary month and a half. Outside of that, I mean, the the Yankees had been really, really good this year. Um, they clinch. The East, Toronto, has clinched a playoff spot. 87 wins. Tampa, 85-71. and Baltimore, let's circle up on them in the wild card. The Central is finished. The Cleveland Guardians have clinched. Everyone else will not be invited to the party. And that's your AL mid. And the Houston Astros, like Trevor mentioned, 102 in the bank. They're lining up for the playoffs. The Seattle Mariners, I believe their magic number is one. And like I told you, if you enjoy a good pop and bottles celebration, Seattle, I bet, I bet they might have a bang up one tonight. The wild card is where the AL has its most exciting drama. The Blue Jays are in 87 and 69. All right, Seattle Mariners 85 and 70. The Rays 85 and 71. Baltimore, the only other team alive, and they are five back. Doesn't look good for the birds, going to be honest. But the seeding is what becomes the story as Mariners and Rays have tiebreakers over the Blue Jays. Um, The whole thing will and can get shuffled um, over the next few days. So Trevor, in the AL, where do you want to bring us?
1: We'll start with the Yanks clinching the division. After a horrible August, you guys kept saying, well, we're not really trying. We're going to try again in September. And I guess, was that the plan? It worked or something? Some guys
0: came back from injuries, and we were playing for October and August. In September, we were playing for September a little bit.
1: I, I thought it was a great series there. Um, again, you know, Vlad with the walk-off and then the Yankees clinching. I mean, it's kind of what you want to do. If you're not going to clinch at home, you want to go clinch, you know, up in one of your rival's places right in their face. I mean, I think that might even be better, to be honest with you. It's nice to clinch with your fans at home, but to to do it and silence a crowd and then have the guys in the dugout watching you because they want that feeling so they never feel it again. mm which is weird. Why do you want to watch other people celebrate? Whatever. Um, I guess, I mean, we got to talk about the homer. Yeah. So- I, have, I have some questions for you on the Judge Homer. You've probably covered it so much with Talking Yanks. Um, first, congrats to him. 61 is a a magical number. The Marist family was there in attendance. Like I said, it was 117 miles off the freaking bat. Um, He's just been incredible this year. He is going to win the MVP. I'm convinced of it, even though I think Shohei has a very good, you know, should have a good chance at it. He won't. Um, Do you, how do you feel about like the Maris Jr.'s quotes there about 61 being the legitimate number? Where do you, where do you land on that? Man,
0: I, (laughs) I don't disagree. I, I, I guess that's, that's the easiest answer I can give. Um, my, the best way I phrase it, and I compare it to a very big moment in John Boy Media history, The Athletic writes the article about the Astros, that they're cheating, they're using a trash can, and you're like, wow, okay, the Astros, damn, okay, wow. My good friend, the Jambino, who will be with us throughout the playoffs on Talking Baseball, he made a video. And posted it on the internet. And when you heard and saw the bang graphic pop up. And you heard it with your ears. You said, holy crap. These dudes know what pitch is coming. When you look at the home run record. Most home runs in a season. And the only guys above Roger Maris are Maguire, Sosa, and Bonds. Three guys not allowed into the Hall of Fame because of what they were doing. It changed how I felt. Like, I, I, know, I know steroids, you don't... Eating one steroid and hitting one home run doesn't have a direct correlation. Bon Sosa, and McGuire are badass ball players, and they should be in the Hall. But, man... When you see that list, and those three are the only guys above them, it's kind of like, damn. Like, the home run record is arguably the most prestigious record in sports. And how crazy it would be if Bonds, Maguire, and Sosa's numbers weren't in that little book, the pandemonium that would have been going on the past month would have been so much crazier and you put that in a win and a loss column cuz the stress almost killed Maris and stuff like that but um i do like that they just keep saying that he's tied for the AL record and you keep it moving cuz it's either way it's amazing
1: it's it sounds everyone plays both sides on when they get asked that question i feel like the media is playing both sides because they do like we're we are we're we propping this thing up like it is the home run record okay like did we ever talk about the National League record being broken when Maguire was and Sosa were doing it? No, we we're talking about sixty-one. Yeah, but now we're we're focusing on hyper focusing on Judge at sixty-one because it's a AL record. And my a, a a caller on baseball today made this point to me and it actually struck me pretty hard because I'm on the fence too. I'm like, I, I agree, like those numbers there are steroid driven. But if you start taking those away, you can start talking about amphetamines and pretty much every other guy that's ever played the game of baseball before 2008, whatever the hell, when we started not giving people Adderall and you were testing for amphetamines, all that shit. Like Those numbers are in question. And what he said was, if we say now that 61 is a legitimate record and the judge breaks it and he's hit 62, what happens if he hits 74 next year? Are we going to talk about how he broke Bond's record? Or is... Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's and and that's the problem
1: because it I mean, exists, bro.
0: Seventy three exists. It happened. How good Barry, Mark, and Sammy were is is awesome and shouldn't be forgotten. But it it needs an asterisk. It it just does. Um, and you know what? I I think if the commissioner whoever went up to Barry, Sammy, and Mark and said, "Hey, you know we're." We're making it official. You guys are in the hall. We're putting asterisks on your stuff. Um, And that is what it is. I I think they shake that hand. Um, Maybe not Barry. Barry's an interesting guy.
1: Uh, I don't think Barry would. And again, dude, I mean, I don't want to go into this because this is not the show for it, but amphetamines and anabolic steroids have different effects on your body, but I would say that they correlate similarly like amphetamines making sure you're ready right. every single day hyped up ready to go over a long season like that is how you stack numbers yeah so like and that was absolutely prevalent in all the clubhouses from for 60 years bro so you start talking about putting asterisk next to bonds and mcguire and taking these records away well dude we gotta fucking. i know talking about everybody
0: there's there's no easy answer, and that so let's uh, get away from that. Yeah. I don't talk and I, that. I I just always end up saying, go put Griffey and Bond stats side by side, look it up to age thirty, and then look at it after age thirty for both of them, and paints a really interesting story. Anyways, amazing for Judge. Yeah, snaps for Judge. They get it the day after they clinched, and there was some debate if they were going to play him because it had been seven or eight games without a homer. He DHs. He gets it out of the way because, man, oh, man, if he didn't, the last 48 hours would have been, is he feeling the pressure? Is he going to do it? So I'm so happy for him and for us that it's out of the way, and hopefully he sets it tonight where I'll be in the building.
1: Um, Bar trivia. Yes. Who is the manager for Judge's 61st home run? You could say Anthony Rizzo,
0: and you wouldn't be wrong. The Don Antonio Rizzo. Um, Blue Jays. Hey, go on. Stay strong. They are one up in the loss column. Uh, And, man, you're talking about a massive potential swing. Because if they hold on, they get home field in Toronto. Vlad's house, as he told you. But if one of those two teams catches you, they have the tiebreaker. And think about it. Do we want to stay in Toronto and have our raucous home crowd and we get last licks or fly to Seattle or fly to Tampa? Toronto, this week is going to be a big test for you. I I know... The baby rays can be, or the baby jays can be a little brash and good. They're young, they're talented. Eat it up, baby! But make sure you finish this last week strong, because um, man, packing those bags for a flight to Seattle would not be a good time.
1: No, and we we've been calling for them to ha- go have a banger month, dude. Like you kind and of been middling all single year, like just slightly above five hundred, slightly above five hundred. Let's get hot, roll into playoffs. I mean, they're seventeen and ten in September if they do finish strong, they can have a 700 winning percentage rolling into the playoffs. I think that's kind of like what you hope for. You host that three games, go into the playoffs hot. Peter Moreland says he thinks the teams that have the bye have a disadvantage. And I, I've been saying the exact opposite for a long time. Uh, but there is an interesting argument to make about, you know, being in the shit and just kind of like not taking your eyes off a 95 on our fastball for three days and expecting to come back and do it. So it's, On the pitching side, I think it's 100% an advantage for the team that has the buy. But Peter swayed me a little bit on the offensive side. I understand, like, the timing aspect of it. So they could be in a really good position, man. If they host and they're hot, like, they're one of the teams that you're like, oh, shit, they got hot at the right time. If if you host – actually, no, I'll take it
0: back because if you go on the road and you do it too. I think if you win the first two games and that's it, that's all, I think that's a best-case scenario you save a little extra bullpen and another arm and like you're dialed up for the next series. I I've said it with Mets and Braves, whoever ends up in the wild card. I kind of love that for them because I, their big dudes are going to be lined up for games two, three, four. Like you're, you're still okay. Uh, if not better than okay. So, uh,
1: we will see, uh, enough enough Yankees talk. Um, Let's talk briefly about the Guardians-Rays series. As of right now, that would be a playoff series. It would be the exact same series, uh, and the Guardians do take two or three. And this is after they've clinched. They've clinched the third seed. They've clinched the division. So, like, they don't have to be going and playing the way they're playing. And Frank Kona had a quote on that. He said, I expected that. Um, I think they like to play baseball. We wanted to work it where if we did hit it, we didn't have to put it. That's a whole different thing. I like that quote, though, when they say, and he says, I think they like to play baseball. Because when you do watch them, that is the idea that you get from the Guardians. Like in this series, it was a bunch of hustle plays that won them the game, like beating out infield singles, uh, putting pressure on the defense, you know, avoiding hitting into double plays, like running hard and beating out that that second throw. I mean, it was straight up what everyone talks about with Cleveland, like. Bat to ball, tough outs, and I think I think we're gonna find that that type of baseball can play really well in the postseason. Um, especially, I feel like in a longer game set, it plays more, and I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. In my mind, like in a three game set, a couple three run homers can win the whole thing from you, but in a longer set, when you're chopping and fouling pitches off and you're extending pitch counts for the bullpen and, and the starting pitchers. And I think it takes its toll more and more as series goes on. So I think if they can get past this three game series, I think they're in a good spot, constant pressure.
0: And if there's more opportunities to apply that pressure, I I think you're right. Um, On the Rays side of it, uh, Tyler glass now yes, with three, Innings pitch in a start this series. Holy smokes. Uh, how much will he be a part of their October? I have no idea. Pete Fairbanks in the back of that pen has been gross lately. So I uh, I've I've asked you this before, Travin you kind of poo pooed it and I'll I'll do it one more time quick. Bieber. Pitches in this this game, six innings pitch, four and run. It, does he knowing he could be on the mound against this team in a week in a game that really matters, is he I, I don't know. Is he changing his pitch mix at all or is he is he focused on different things than he normally would be if it was need to get every out?
1: He could be. He could be holding you know? back in certain situations. If, if they saw something they can exploit with a hitter, um, they might have kept off of it. I don't think he was really, you know, I watched some of his start. It didn't look like he was holding much back. He was just pitching. Um, but maybe they have found something in the numbers and something in the data that they want to exploit, and they'd stop there. But it, it, it seemed to me like it was a regular start. Some guys just have to do that. You right. know, they just have to go out and pitch. And certain pitchers pitch to their strengths, others pitch to the uh, hitters' weakness. Um, it looked like to me he was just doing his
0: thing. Tristan McKenzie, our guy, six innings, one earned. His ERA on the year, two nine nine. Hey, baby. We babe. love that. Hey, baby. Uh, him and Bieber. And yeah, the uh the Guardians. I watched some of this game on MLB Network last night. The Guardians are fun, man, and they are pesky, and they believe, and their dugout's kind of rowdy because they're young guys that want to, like, feast on you, uh, and Jose Ramirez and Oscar Gonzalez, they were, like, acting as the hitting coaches, yelling at their dudes. It's really good vibes over there, and yeah, I know AL Mid, I haven't given you a ton of respect this year. Uh, the Guardians are fun, and where their product has landed is 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 cool, and I'm very interested to see them host three games against one of these teams, which, you know, all add their different elements. Um, What else do we need,
1: Trev? Just a little, a little Mariners? A little Mariners talk here. They win two out of three. They get the magic number down to one. It was an awesome victory last night with the J.P. Crawford walk-off. We have a stat. It was a tweet, and I'm sure Mariners fans are probably sick of this. They probably heard it a lot, but for the rest of us, just let us – Have some fun with it. The last time the Mariners made the playoffs, there were 5,273 blockbuster video locations in operation in the United States. I think there's one now, right? It's like some weird place in Oregon because Oregon does weird stuff. Yeah. This is a long time coming. Like you said, this celebration might be one for the ages. Um. Who was it that said I want my guys to go out there and just go nuts? They're young. I don't care what time they come home. I think it was Tito. Like they've earned it. Like go crazy. I feel like the same thing with the Mariners, who last year fell short. And then we questioned them at the beginning of this year. Is this for real? I declared them dead. Yeah. And they answer the bell. And they're going to end the postseason drought in Seattle. And they're going to hand it off to the Phillies. <laughs> yeah. But that party's going to be awesome, man. They're already dancing on the field. Can you imagine what they're going to be doing in the clubhouse? I mean, last night after the walk-off, there was all of them in, like, essentially a dance circle. Yeah. They're having fun, man. And, like, it's so cool to see the joy. And those – I mentioned, like, a lot of guys saying, like, they've had visions of this, okay? Like – J.P. Crawford, I've been waiting for four years for this. I can't wait. Mitch Hanniger, I think we're all excited. We need, to get home, we need to get home and try to get a good night's sleep because it's probably going to be tough to fall asleep tonight because they're just thinking about it. Marco Gonzalez, I've been thinking about this moment. We're on the cusp. The job's not finished. When these guys finally get to finish the job. Get him a Roman swipe. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That... Seattle team, our guy, big dumper. Um, that rotation, Gilbert, Castillo, Ray in a three-game set. Good luck. Seawald, Munoz, Swanson, Castillo at the back end. They are really good. They need a couple guys to get healthy. They'd love a good update from Julio. Um, your boy, Eugenio, just came back. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what they look like. Come that wild card series, because a couple important bodies there. And I'll, I'll send this message out there, and I, I think there's some irony to it, because I'm going to say, don't be that guy. Uh, again, I opened up the show wearing a candy necklace and ballplayer shades.
1: That's Rave Jake's necklace right there, I know that.
0: Let Don't be the person that says, like, oh... Mariners, they clinch a wild card spot and they're partying like this. If you think you're even close to becoming that person, the New York Yankees, who are one of the stiffest franchises in sports, when they clinch the division, they let it rip. And guys that normally don't give answers in press conferences and they do the talk and we're the Yankees, blah, 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 they let it eat. Because baseball is a grind, and you need to. All the, Whether it's Francona or Boone, whoever it is, anyone in the spectrum of baseball, if you're going to the dance, celebrate it. Because you just don't know how many dances you have left. So I hope, I hope the Mariners go nuts. I hope they clinch tonight, and on Saturday, everyone's wearing sunglasses in the dugout. Like, rip it up.
1: People in the chat telling me they do the circle after the games. I know that, but they don't do it with twenty-five people out there. I haven't seen that. Usually, it's reserved for three or four. But go off, young kings. They have they fun. Deserve this, man.
0: They have fun. They have a lot of a lot of good young guys. Mitch Haniger has been going for them. Circle that. Uh, that only
1: could- had two homers. How about the kid, Kelnick? What's
0: up, dog? Mets revenge series. Chat,
1: answer this question. I think I know the answer. Kelnick on the postseason roster at all? What do you think it is? I don't If Julio's back, no. Okay. He's coming back, right? So It's a good question. I
0: don't know. I don't know, playoff roster uh, White season.
1: Sox, Twins. We're actually oh. going to talk about a couple Twins later on the show. That's all they get. I do not want to talk about the White Sox. They're officially eliminated. Oh. I, I, has that happened in between our last shows? I think it has. They're eliminated. Bye-bye. Oh. um, Trev, I, I think the only topic-topic left
0: is your boy Shohei, uh, Showtime. Man, oh, man.
1: Uh, don't get me started on this, Jake. I got ammo bro I have ammo right now So like You just talk about Shohei I don't know Here's what I'll tell you I love
0: storylines The people know this When I saw Through six innings Trevor I was going to bed last night And I was spending time With my sweet Jessica And we haven't been spending A lot of time together What was that? She's beautiful. She's beautiful. She is beautiful. Made love. Um, we had been... She started a new job. The Judge Home Run Race has been going on. We're getting ready for playoffs. We've been busy, busy, busy. I was like, you know what? Weddings. I threw, we're planning a wedding. I threw on Guardians Rays for a little bit. And even then, I was like, you know what? Let's not... Uh, we watched a little bit of a Bill Burr stand-up live at Red Rocks. You know, very Bill Burr, entertaining. Uh, called my dad, it was his birthday. Anyways. Finished scrubs. We head to the bedroom. I don't want to go into detail there. It's time to go to bed. And the, I Laying in bed, I was like, I'll do one last check of the phone and I see that Shohei is no hit through six and I say, son of a bitch. Because if in the middle of this whole thing, judging the home run race, Shohei doing something that's never been done, if he got to swang that big thing out there and say, oops, no hitter, That changes things. I almost put a five I almost put a five dollar bet on Shohei to win the MVP. Live.
1: You're not allowed to say that. I was waiting for you to say that. You're not allowed to say that. If you think Judge is the MVP, you can't tell me that I don't know his name. Do we have it here? Shohei Otani? No. Car, car. I don't know the guy for the A's. I don't even know who he is. Okay, great job last night. Hits the ball off the end of the bat, Jake. Yeah, and it finds a hole. Yeah. If you're telling me that swing changes the MVP race, yeah. I hate you. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, bro. That doesn't make any sense. This guy has done everything that you could do. Right. He's not going to win the MVP. I've already convinced myself of that. I think he should. Not taking anything away from Judge. But don't sit here and tell me that if he had a no-hitter under his belt, that he should be the MVP. Don't tell me that. I won't. Um,
0: but it would have been fun to talk about, right? Uh, no, man. It's uh, Some things aren't life- aren't fair. I understand what MVP is supposed to stand for. This country loves a winner. He's not on a winner. I know you feel that shouldn't affect MVP cuz it isn't an individual award. But Trev, you you know how Vegas works and you know where the judge odds are at, so you know what's going to happen. If the Angels were a wild card team, don't you think those Vegas odds would be significantly different?
1: Excuse me, I'm I'm, I'm going back. Kellinic is going to be Kelnick is going to be on the roster. Okay. Start, what would you say again right there? If
0: the Angels were a playoff team, do you not think the Vegas odds for Otani? Vegas doesn't well, mess. I'm asking you a question. I'm not, I know your stance on it. I'm asking you a question. If the Angels were a playoff team, do you not think Otani's MVP odds would be significantly different?
1: I do, and that's a problem.
0: I realize it's, it's not our fight, and I. whenever you say it, I don't have a counter to it. If you switch Judge and Otani, the Yankees are still good and the Angels still stink. But I think that pompum circumstance, is that the right word? Of Otani being on a loser and Judge being on a winner is what changes it. Okay. And I know, I know
1: it's not a great answer. Um, Let's move on. But it's American. I can't do it. Answer. I've talked too much about it. Okay. Because it, I come off like sounding like I don't like Judge, which is horrible. Right. And, you know, we got some Yahoos in the chat here saying, oh, you played for the Twins. No wonder you don't like the Yankees. Yep. Say, Bro. I massacred the Yankees, okay? Let me tell you that right now. Second deck. Second deck, Yankee Stadium. Not many people been up there. Your boy, been up there. Yeah. I love the Yankees. When the Yankees do well, we do well, okay? It's just that I think what Shohei's doing is incredible. That's it, man. I don't want to talk about it anymore. You're not wrong.
0: Uh, Houston lines everything up. Christian huh. Walker, 36 homers this year. Yup. Dalton Varshow, 27 ding-dongs. We play for rings in the desert next year. um, While Houston is an absolute (laughs) wagon. Uh, And they do have the easiest path to the playoffs currently. The NL's a bloodbath. We'll see what the Yankees look like in a couple days. We got a couple old men trying to go on broken bodies. DJ LeMayhew, Matt Carpenter. Who knows what the Yankees are going to look like in a couple weeks. Um... Anything else? Playoff big,
1: roster season is my favorite season, too.
0: It's, um, I'm so glad Jimmy compared it to this when he tweeted it out the other day. I'm not the biggest playoff roster guy. I'm very much like, hey, let's wrap the party up and then we'll figure it out. Like, you know, three of these relievers could stink and be hurt in a week. Like, But he compared it to one of my favorite things in the world, mock drafts. I could do and watch mock drafts of any sport, any day, all day. And that's where Jimmy is with play- the Yankees playoff roster. So it's it's a it's a fun topic around here.
1: I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. I want you to answer it truthfully. You're on a playoff team. You're like, you know, 26th, 25th dude, you know, kind of at the end of the roster. All right. They tell you you're not going to be on the team for this round, but you're going to be with the team in case somebody gets hurt. There's a chance you play in the next round because your skill set matches up better there. Mm. Is there a part of you that's kind of like stoked on that, that like the pressure's gone from that series? Or are you like so mad because you want to feel that? I
0: would be frustrated that I'm not having the opportunity to help my team. But then if if that all played out, if the DS happened and my team advanced and they everything was honest. Like I was really good against lefties, that team didn't have any lefties so they didn't use me. But then I come on the CS roster, I would walk in like the biggest peacock in the world like, "Oh, now you need me." Let's go. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the I'm World here. Series. Yeah.
2: I love it. I feel like every player talks about the how how tough it is to like not be playing in those games. Like that's when you get nervous. It's like when you play, you get to affect it and be part of it. Like CC especially always says that. Right. Uh the games he didn't pitch were when he was very nervous. But uh but if you just know for sure you're not going to be involved, because I guess if you're just always staying ready, you have the chance to affect this later. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know where I'd land. Mm. Well, BBD, where you're going to
0: land is our standout performances. Standout yeah, yeah, performances performance. are brought to you standout by DraftKings. I was wondering. I had a couple losing bets. Um, I went for. I went for the uh, Jamar Chase. TD last night didn't happen. He didn't get used a lot and that's fine. But I had more money in my DraftKings account. I was like, what's going on? All my preseason baseball bets had cashed.
2: All of them. That says LinkedIn on it.
0: Luckily, this isn't a DraftKings ad. It's for LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I just want to get that off my chest.
1: You just want to let us know that you did good.
0: This can't happen. LinkedIn. I told you guys, and I just got a DM this morning. Someone asked me on LinkedIn if I was going to be at the Yankees game tonight. I didn't respond because I'm busy. I'm recording. But LinkedIn is the number one place that you can check out jobs and list your own jobs. We found a lot of people in our office. We're up to, we got a lot of employees here. I think 63, we did a head count the other day. That's crazy. And a chunk of them came from LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash talking. That's linkedin.com slash talking to post your job for free. Guys, you know LinkedIn. You're on LinkedIn. I told you, befriend me. I will accept your request about every two and a half weeks. I accept every LinkedIn request. And it's the number one job site in the world. So if you're hunting or looking, go check out linkedin.com slash talking and post your job for free.
1: Standout performances. Standout.
0: Trev, I was the leadoff hitter today.
1: I'll go if you want me to go. I'm fucking red. I Be- want
0: you to go because I've got a little mashed potatoes for the people.
1: Beebs, I sent you a little article that pertains to this particular standout performance. I'm giving it to Zach Grinky. Is he on a team that's not playing for anything? Of course. He's in back with the Royals. He goes seven innings pitched, zero earned runs, two Ks, four hits, one walk. Ho-hum, Zach Grinky does it again. The reason I'm giving him this standout is because one, he got his ERA down into the threes, and he's just that's the kind of pitcher he is. He has his ERA in the threes. Three is a significant number for Zach Grinky. He's made $330 million Hope. in his career. But the article I'm referencing, it's an athletic article. BBD will link it in the description. Um, it's like a collection of like stories from his teammates, and they've done this like multiple times throughout his career. They'll just go start talking to people about about Zach Grinky. And there's like just hilarious little antidotes that all of his uh teammates now, front office people, they all weigh in. It's such a fun read. It's so funny. And if you don't know Zach Grinky, like this will give you an idea of what kind of like person he is. Uh he's kind of introverted, like very introverted, but at the same time, like people say he's one of the funnier guys you're ever gonna be around. Uh there's a story about um him like walking by a bunch of guys in the hotel lobby in Dallas. And I guess there's a golf simulator and a bunch of them are playing. And he had like all his family. They'd just gotten into town. And so he's like, I'm gonna go walk my family up. And then they said he came back like five minutes later, barefoot, and just started playing golf with them. And he said, I'd just rather be playing golf with you guys right now. Like, it's just weird, funny stuff like that. Go check it out. I I, I don't know if that's the best example I could have given, but I, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so congrats, Zach. If you want to
0: dig into the Zach Grinky corners of the internet, you'll find a lot of good stuff. Um, You know, some just over-the-top silly stuff, some kind of socially awkward, some introverted. Uh, and wherever it does end, it does end with an incredible baseball career um and i mean how zach grinky end of september still twirling it uh for a casual seven inning shut piece uh good for him and i wonder uh i wonder what's next for him you know
1: you never know he'll do whatever he wants dude he could
0: could be on the astros
1: next scratch golfer if he, he he says in the article a bunch of the guys say like he'll ask you like like, what's your handicap? And if you give him a number that's too high, he goes, we'll never play together. Direct. Direct. He would just smoke you in golf, too, and, and that, would, that would hurt me.
0: couple LinkedIn requests coming in right now. Um, it's a great standout. Trev, I, I'm doing a little mashed potato combo. Um, I'm going to throw my guy Anthony Santander out there. From the Orioles. Uh, He's put up a full-blown big boy season. uh, 33 ding-dongs. He had a couple two-homer games this week. um, And he's been a big part of the Orioles breakout. So I want to show him some love. And then there was another guy I wanted to give love to. Who has just been out of his dome. For a while now. And it's Marcus Simeon. Uh, There's a lot of different ways you can chop it up. He had a two-homer game against Seattle the other day. He has been going nuts for the second half of the season. And remember how atrocious his start was? I mean, he had a... Through May 26th, his OPS was in the fours. Since then, he's been Marcus Simeon, and he is rolling 26 homers on the year, 99 runs, 24 swipes. We mentioned it briefly, and it wasn't going to be a big Texas Rangers show, although our our, our guy Young, right, Josh, he, he did some good stuff. Um, a couple homers, big neck. Seager, that neck. Like, Texas has something brewing, and hopefully it matters more next year. But I want to give those boys some love. Josh Young, a two-homer day.
1: Heck yeah, bro. Heck yeah. Rangers all the way. You know I always say that. Big fan of that organization.
0: Bryce Wilson,
1: the Bryce's. Bryce Wilson and Bryce
0: Elder. Altuve had a two-homer day.
1: Some good I options. I was almost going to do a Tolkien baseball with Elder because uh... obviously there's a lot. that's an Elvish name. and He could have went a lot of different ways there. I, I love the way that Sanker. What would you say? It falls off the table, baby. It's there and it's gone. You know, can't wait till we go backwards and we have a bunch of guys throwing eighty-eight mile an hour sinkers in this game because everyone's geared up for a hundred and five. Gonna be so sick. They're
0: everybody's changeups, right? Um, Trev, let's hype up some people to finish the year strong. Uh, Slump watch, Trev. There's a couple guys on this list. A couple guys we're going to be talking about a lot to wrap up the year. Randy Rosarena, 0
1: for 13. Randy, no one cares about the regular season. The best to ever do it. You stumbled in to a game-winning run. I believe you're about to go on a run with no stumbles, if you know what I mean. Randy, just stay the course. Get the boots ready. Get them shined up. Play it because the bright lights are turning on. Your guy, Cody Bellinger, 0 for 10. Cody, I said this to another forward MVP just yesterday. You're one of the best players in the best league in the world. Remember to always have that confidence. Everybody's numbers start back at 0. In the postseason Nobody gives a shit About the regular season When you go win An MVP of a series award Which I believe Cody Bellinger Might just do
0: I hope you're saying The same thing to my
1: guy Giancarlo Stanton 0 for 9 Giancarlo I'm going to say this to you Straight up Because you're from the 818 And you can take it Notre Dame High Stand up Crespi High alum Right here Mm. You got to step it up We got to have you Providing protection We've seen you do it in the postseason. We've seen you take, take the postseason over with your swings. I believe you have that in you. You know you have it in you. It's almost like rinse and repeat. Lights come on, Giancarlo shows up. That's what you do, big guy. Unless you're in the club when you want the lights down. I know Giancarlo mm. likes the club a lot. Mm. If you win the World Series also, Giancarlo, if you have something back here in L.A., let me know. Josh Naylor, 0 for
0: 8, and Dansby Swanson, 1 for 15.
1: Naylor, Mm. keep the intensity always. It doesn't matter if you're 0 for 8 or 8 for 8. The intensity is what makes you you. I need you to continue to do it. Okay, you clinched. You got a pad on the butt. Let's go. Job's not done. I think you know that. Being from Canada helps Mm. Josh Naylor out a lot. Just like being from the south, I think... I think helps Dansby out. Let me tell you something, Dansby. You are going into the offseason, and you're going to be a free agent. Okay, Let's all remember Carlos Beltran and what he did to himself in that postseason, what, 2004, 2005. I think you've had an excellent year. You've already set yourself up for a great contract. But go off and be a king in this postseason. Win another ring, and I promise you, that's worth like what? 30, 40 million, probably? Mm. There's some motivation for you, player. Extra year on that contract would be a
0: real treat. Uh, Give me some hair flips. Trev, that brings us to. Dirt nasties on Fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Run it, Trev.
1: Anthony Santander, you stud. 5-for-19 with four Jimmy Jacks. Taylor Ward, are we back in April? 7-for-11, two homers. J.D. Martinez doing his thing. 7-for-17, Seven two homers. Matt Olson, date Jake's daughter. It's mm. time for the playoffs. 4-for-9 with two homers. Mitch Hanniger, same thing. You can date Jake's daughter. Both of you maybe mm. at the same time. 4-for-10, hey. two homers. Josh Jung, you specimen.
0: My baby with girl. that
1: neck of yours. Coming into your own with the OPS and the high sevens. Four for 11, two homers, six RBI. And it says on here, one huge big neck. Group. Brian De La Cruz, five for eight, a homer, three doubles, three RBI. And Chuck Peterson, can you come to the Braves at this point of the season? You can't? No. Five for 10, a homer, two triples, and four RBI. Tristan Casas. On the next sheet. My bad. Ooh, good. Nice little week here. Seven for 13 at home a homer, double three RBIs and five walks. I know that. The
0: good people in the Commonwealth are hoping, uh, this recent heater from, from big Tristan Casas is something they could take into next year. Uh, a lot of power, country strong,
1: big boy. I need Taylor walls right now. Who? Yeah. What's me his too? nickname?
0: Chiropractor. I've been doing mm. a lot of that too. Um, well, Trev, we are finishing it up. Awards, a stimulator, I think a second to last stimulator. We will see. And speaking of stimulator, how about simulating with Win Reality? You've probably seen Win Reality, the VR baseball training application only available on the MetaQuest 2 that gives players access to unlimited game speed and reps no matter where they are. Trev, you've been looking for the way to counter what the pitchers are doing and when reality might be the one. Man, their pitcher library consists of 600-plus pitchers from eight under baseball to pro. From the release, spin, speed, Hitters get a chance to study every pitch, then hit it in a real game. Gives players of all levels and variety workouts that are focused on pitch recognition, timing, and decision-making. You know who uses win reality? Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, You know what he might get very soon? The NL MVP. Batters love it. Coaches rave about it. It's a revolutionary tool. It is not a game. It allows you to train wherever you are. Head to winreality.com, spelled how you think, winreality.com slash talking, and sign up today. Players who train with Win Reality report 43% more confidence at the dish. I like that. Uh, go check them out, winreality.com slash talking. If you're getting serious about your ball playing or know a ball player, this is the future. And the future is now.
1: I need that. Mm. You do. I hinted at a big tournament coming up. I didn't say anything about it, but there's a big tournament coming up. Mm. Got that... uh...
0: Awards! Mm -hmm.
1: Trevor, you have the honor. All right, so I know my twins were a disappointment this year. And all my twins fans are kind of like, is the baseball season over with? Like, is Kirk Cousins going to be the MVP? Is Dalvin Cook's shoulder going to fall off? Mm. Right. We're just wondering all these things. But the Twins have given us a few things to pay attention to, and I kind of like these things. I, you guys know about one, but I'm going to go with another one also. We're going to start off with a happy one. Matt Walner, Minnesota boy. I think he went to Mississippi State. That's an interesting combination mm. right there. He hit a ball, Jake. mm 113 miles an hour at a 45-degree launch angle. It went for a homer and had a hang time of almost seven seconds. Here it is. BBD is showing it right now. Whack. He doesn't even know where this ball is. And people, by the time this ball lands, Byron Buxton would have been on second base. Hmm. It's just one of these homers that you gotta watch and watch again because you're like, what happened? It looked like he popped it up, but the guy is strong. He's a big old donkey. I hate calling people that, but that's a good word to describe him. It was it just hung in the air for so long. I love homers like that. So I wanted to give a shout out to little Matt Warner. Watch it again real quick right here. Little Joey Gallo to him, right? Three, four. Was I giving you guys flashbacks? Five, six, seven. Yeah. So I loved it. I wanted to shout that out. And then another thing that I kind of love that's actually just really funny. The Carlos Correa quote. Mm-hmm. Okay, we all know the situation with Carlos. He has the opt out. He's vocally said he likes being in Minnesota. He'd like to be there. And now I lost where why did I lose my thing here? Going shopping at Dior, Big Daddy. He says, when I go, I want to get the real real quote, okay? We might have to edit this, maybe not. I had it up, and then I clicked off of it. We're live. Oh, we're live right now? Got it. Ready? Ready. He had this to say about his upcoming um, contract situation. I go to the mall, and I go to the Dior store, and I want something. I get it. I ask how much it costs, and I buy it. So if you really want something... You just go get it. I'm the product here, and if they want my product, they just have to come get it. You don't hear people being so forthright too often in Major League Baseball. It happens sometimes in the other sports. We have holdouts. We have people forcing trades in the NBA, stuff like that. But in baseball, it just really never works that way. But with these opt-outs and the way he's performed later in the season, he's realizing he's got some leverage and like, is it kind of is it like a little cringe? Yeah, it is a little cringe. That's fine to say that, but he's right. It can be cringe and it can be right, people. If they want him in Minnesota, they know what it's going to take. He says, "Come ask me, I'll tell you, and if you want it, you can get it." Cuz that's what he does at the store, at the Dior store. I thought it was just a kind of a a quote I had to talk about. It was it's been
0: funny because Correa has Correa has played the game all year, and he's had the good quotes, and he also kind of was banged up and off to a slow start. That, like you said, you and the the good people in Minnesota are like, yeah, you know, he likes it here. The Dior quote makes me think he might test free agency.
1: <laughs> well, we have a Dior store? No, we probably don't actually. <laughs>
0: In the Mall of America, there's got to be a Dior store.
1: <laughs> Chad, help us out. I don't think there is. So maybe that's, maybe he's already hinted he's gone. Dior store, Minneapolis,
0: Mall of America. Bang.
1: Makes sense. It's funny. It's Carlos Correa. He's, he embraces the heel role. We all know that. It's like he wants to be loved, but he also enjoys playing the heel. It's an interesting dynamic with Carlos. He is him in a way.
0: Um, Trev, a fantastic standout. Trev, I'm, uh, I'm going to bring back the old tale, literally, of the tortoise and the hare. Uh, we have complimented the Mets and Uncle Stevie on their offseason numerous times. Mark Canna has been a stud for them. A lot of big moments. Max Scherzer, obviously, is Max Scherzer. Chris Bassett. Don't sleep on him in the 1930s. The other guy who I love, one of my favorite players in baseball, Eddie Escobar, one of your guys. You shared the clubhouse with him. You've been on the flights with him, and he's, you know, high energy, good guy, versatile. Didn't he end up on the Brewers last year playing some first base? What was going on there? He's on the Mets. He got off to a solid start. Good first month. But then, 82 games from May 5th to September 1st. That's a lot of the baseball season. Eddie Escobar was 205, 234, a 607 OPS. It just wasn't it. He was the transaction that Mets fans didn't really want to talk about. I don't want to say it became a punching bag, but it's when you see that much of that brand of baseball. It's tough to get excited for a guy. And then here he is. September 2nd to September 28th. The final legs of this season. The Braves breathing down the neck of the, of the New York Mets. And what's Eddie bust out for these 24 games? 341 batting average, a 390 on base, a 1.049 OPS. An MVP four weeks from Eddie Escobar, including being highlighted at the end by a five RBI day. All five RBIs in a game one by one run in extra's over the Miami Marlins that could have been a Taylor Walls, a backbreaker, chiropractor night. Five to a light, Eddie Escobar. His season stats now feel like Eddie Escobar, or close to. And, man, you want to make fans in New York or wherever you play, put a stretch like this together when your team needs it. Because they're 14-10 and in that stretch, Trev, and if he doesn't play like this... I don't know what we're talking about this weekend. I think we might be talking about the, the Mets chasing the Braves going into this series.
1: It's incredible. If you want to get to know Eddie at all, like just go watch his post-game press conference after that walk-off. Like He's just good vibes, man. We've been saying it all along. He's kind of exactly what that clubhouse needed. Because um, I know this. Even when he was struggling... In those months you were talking about, he was still Eddie Escobar showing up with a smile on his face, getting his work in. And that's the kind of person, when you have an example like that, man, uh, it really helps out everybody else in the clubhouse over that long season. Uh, it is awesome to see it, too, because he hits the homer and then he hits, you know, two shift beaters, essentially one from either side of the plate, dude, just kind of. Grinder ish at bats and he can do that, man, he can grind out at bats for you, he can hit for power. Uh, Postseason hero Eddie Escobar I'm here for I'm here for it In that stretch He has five Two-hit games
0: He has three three Three-hit games And one four-hit game Um, Eddie Coming through In a big September For the Mets And I know he's your guy BBD Give us a best friend And let's hit Oh, a second to last stimulator?
2: I think so. If we do one right before, I think we can. I think we can. Hit but it. our best friend is Jamison Tyone. Uh, gets what like his fifth, sixth crack at the Blue Jays this year. Gets into the eighth inning, seven point one two earned six Ks. Uh, they clinch the AL East in that game. His fifth best friend of the week award.
1: Hey, why did why did uh tayon like get past the mic during like the after Boone talked before they popped the champagne? What was that about?
0: They give out a belt every win, um. So he was the he belt that game.
1: Day. He won the belt yeah. that day. So it wasn't wasn't
0: like a season thing. It was just a they're they're winning they're winning. Do you thing. remember
1: interviewing Jamison Tyone in the back of some warehouse in Bradenton, Florida, when he was on the Pirates, like sure four do.
2: blocks from Pirates? Place. Sure do.
1: Let me tell you how excited I am for this stimulation. I brought out my Mr. Sketch scented marker mm. and I'm about to sniff Ooh. it right now. <laughs> mm. DVD, hit the music as
0: we send Look you me going. into it with the stimulation. Let's do the American League where the Guardians and Rays who just played would be lined up for three in Cleveland.
2: It's Cleveland.
0: Wow. Yeah. Good. Good for Cleveland. Buster only just tweeted about how good they've been. Good for them. The Blue Jays and the Mariners in the great north of Toronto. Seattle. Oh, boy. If that happens, Blue Jays nation. The Yankees. The two versus the three. The Yankees host the Guardians best of five. The
2: Yanks. The, Yankees. the Yankees.
0: Nine and one in their last ten, I believe. Good for Good time them. to get hot. Astros, Mariners, a little AL West.
2: Astros. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Collision course all year.
0: That will leave the Astros and the Yankees for the CS. Holy smokes. Let's go to the National League. In the wild card, the Cardinals currently would host the Phillies.
2: The Cardinals.
0: Seems about right. Yep. Right like now, it. unfortunately, Feel, feels a
2: little, a little too easy. Feels about
0: right, right about now. Waiting to play the Dodgers is the winner of the Braves hosting the Padres.
2: The Braves.
0: Braves advance. Mets, Cardinals. We've heard this one a couple times.
2: Hmm. I'm seeing the Cardinals.
0: Simulator pops up and BBD sees the Cardinals, Mets, heartbreak as the Dodgers play the Atlanta Braves.
2: Braves? No.
0: Braves do it again. They take down the big bad Dodgers and in the National League, Braves versus Cardinals to go to the World Series.
2: It's Jay Flair's cards.
0: Huge. Cardinals episode, I think Friend. they went last stimulation. Cardinals fever is sweeping the stimulator. And Yankees-Astros, best of seven. Oh,
2: Houston. Oh, my God.
0: Back-to-back weeks, the stimulator has the Houston Astros and the St. Louis Cardinals in the World Series. Your winner is
2: the Cardinals.
0: Devil Magic, St. Louis Jack Flaherty. I mean, are we going down for the parade? Are we going up we're for the parade?
1: In, we're in the clubhouse. We're Which in the clubhouse. Scotty,
0: host, everyone, have a great weekend. Jigsaw. least. Figure it out.
1: It's the weekend. Sure is.